Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Casey. Welcome to today's episode, everybody. Um, We have a movie review for you. And I'll be honest, when I loaded this up and movie up and uh, put it put it on Disney Plus the other night, I realized I have never seen this movie. You've never seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I, I think I I thought I had because what? I had seen the 3D show and I, I knew the plot, like I knew what went on. and But then I was like, oh, I don't think I've actually ever seen this movie. Wow. I mean, I forget that the fact that even though you and I are generally speaking in the same age group, there is still a gap of about seven years, I want to say, because I'm going to be 37 in August and you're... I'll be 30 in November, so... Okay, so yeah, there's about a seven-year age difference, which would explain, you know, when, when this movie came out in 1989, I believe it was, I would have been six you wouldn't have even been born yet. So unless you would have seen it on reruns or on a video or something, I can totally see why you may have missed it. So that, that might explain it, but yeah, this is uh, I know it's kind of weird that we're reviewing kind of a, just a random live action classic, but you know, this is just, it's a good old fashioned family fun movie. And I mean, so let me ask you, you've never seen it before. What did you think? So first of all, I don't think we ever said this. We're talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it at the top. But that's okay. We're good. We're good. Okay, yeah, we're talking about it. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing about it is, before you even give your overall impressions, this is a big franchise. I mean, it, it not only is it this movie, there's two sequels. So Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, and then there's Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. And then there, as you indicated, the show that was at Epcot, there was the walkthrough experience at Hollywood Studios before they took that out. And there was even a TV show that was done based on this franchise. Uh, It is one of the most beloved Rick Moranis franchises around. So, you know, you, if you've just now seen it for the first time, what are your first impressions of it, Matt? I really enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. And I I remember some of the stuff from, I have an, uh, from prop culture. There was an episode on honey. I shrunk the kids in uh, the Disney plus series prop culture. So there was some new appreciation for things like the ant animatronic where I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But it it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I see why people like the movie. I see why it, is considered a classic in some people's minds with the technology that they used in 1989 and how they very seamlessly went from everything is quote unquote normal to here's where the kids are in this small lawn universe. And I I thought that was really cleverly done in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, one of the things that they took a lot of pride in was that they used practical effects versus you know cgi effects i mean most of everything you saw there was was built um i was reading that the the giant cookie scene the the giant uh oatmeal pie scene that actually while they built it to some degree they actually used a trick that the parks use which is called forced perspective to be able to make it look even bigger than what it is so yeah the 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 fact that they were able to do this with the practical effects of the 1980s and and pull it off is is pretty 
pretty outstanding. So for those of you, hopefully if you've listening to this, you know the plot of the movie, but let's just briefly break down the plot of the movie. So Wayne Zielinski is a crazy scientist. Uh, he's a dad, he's a husband, but he's really trying, he's a NASA scientist. He's trying to solve space problems. And I don't mean space like outer space. I mean like trying to make things smaller so that they can fit into a shuttle to go to outer space. And so he's working on the incredible shrinking machine and it's all failure after failure after failure. Well, something happens in the movie that causes the machine to work. It accidentally shrinks the two kids in the movie that are his kids and the two neighbor kids. He doesn't realize it sweeps them up and they wind up on the other side of the backyard and they've got to make their way home. So that's the gist of the movie. And, you know, Rick Moranis, when you think about this movie coming out in 1989, he was at the peak of his, his um, stardom, right? You know, uh, space balls, Um, uh, he had done, uh, Ghostbusters obviously at that point. Um, feed me Seymour. What's it called? Little shop of horrors. Yeah, Little shop of horrors. He had done that. So, I mean, he was, he, he was at the top of his game, you know, when this movie came out and I, I did some reading, they actually wrote originally this, uh, part for Chevy chase. Interesting. Yeah. And the only reason why they didn't give it to him was that he was busy filming, another one of the movies that he's well known for, which is national lampoons Christmas vacation. And then the second person they were going to give it to was John candy. He turned it down and recommended Rick Moranis for the part. So I, I just, I find that really, really fascinating when you think about some of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So, so man, did you have a favorite part? Uh, one, I guess this is a weird part. The opening of this movie is very weird <laughs> with the cartoon. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. bad. I don't want to say, I don't want to say it was bad. I, I enjoyed it. It was just, I, it, it was like, wait a minute. What? Like, what? what's going on? Wait, what is this? Yeah. Um, um, my favorite part, I enjoyed this may be a total cop out answer, but I enjoyed Mick, Rick Moranis's portrayal of Zelensky. And okay. part of it was because he wasn't the stereotypical mad scientist. True. I mean, don't get me wrong. You had the unorganized house and the crazy contraption and the staying up all night and all this stuff. But he didn't get the feeling like he was mad, like crazy raving madman. Um, I, I think like Back to the Future, Doc Brown, like that. that is a crazy madman scientist. Whereas yeah. Rick Moranis is, is he feels like his life is put together. He's just also this weird genius. Um, yeah. So I enjoyed that portrayal. And then I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the cookie scene. Like I, I, part of it, because I know, I shouldn't say I know, but I'm assuming the director for that scene just told the kids, all right, this is a giant cookie. You are just seeing a giant cookie <laughs> go. And I, I feel like that had to be a really fun scene to, to shoot. It almost um, makes you then, wonder how they, they created, I mean, clearly it's a giant oatmeal pie, but I'm talking like when they got the close-up shots of them eating, like what were they actually eating? Like what, what was that made of? Like that cream looked so good, you know, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, I could definitely go for some of that. For a giant oatmeal cream pie. And then I also enjoyed when he figures out that the kids are in the lawn uh-huh. and and then, like, for the rest of the movie, any anybody that comes on the lawn, he's like, get off it! <laughs> the machine works. Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know. That's great! No, it's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. 
Yeah, it is. It is pretty good. I like that whole scene when he figures out, you know, that his machine works, and then he starts to realize the implications of what actually have done. I, I think the movie is littered with just with good, just good, good old fashioned fun antics. You know, for me, I think it's just, <laughs> I think the '80s cliche is hilarious watching her on the phone get all wrapped up in the cord and and like that 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 cat clock that clicks back and forth yep. that is so 1980s and and the remote control for the um the lawnmower it just there are so many elements and and you know it takes you back to a time before the internet before cell phones what did teenagers do what did kids do on a random saturday in the morning at seven o'clock in the morning you know and this it just goes to show you like two different uh you know families of kids one of my favorite parts i love the whole the french class joke and then he gets it all oh i get it French class like I just I just I think it's hilarious it's totally unexpected at the end of the movie but when he does it it's like and he starts laughing it, it just it totally makes the movie I I, I love that part <laughs> hey wait I get it French class I, the, the kid that plays uh, Nikki is is, yeah. is does it really well. Um, really, all the kids I thought did a fantastic job um, acting and with animatronics and scenery and stuff like that. I thought they all did a pretty good job. Yeah, you know, in in this movie plays a pretty important part in. Disney lore and Disney canon. Disney canon, you know, sometimes I like to think of Disney as like a multiverse, right? So obviously we have the 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 universe of of Marvel. That's its own thing. But Disney has its own kind of like all these universes combined and sometimes interact with one another. And this particular franchise has some of that built into Epcot. As we've said already, this show used to be Honey, I Shrunk the Audience in the Imagination Pavilion where Captain EO was there originally. Then this movie came, this show came in, then the show went out and then they put Captain EO back in and now it's the Pixar Film Festival. But that Imagination Pavilion, they actually did a whole thing and it's still there on the scientist in, a, in a, the shared universe. And when you go into the, I know the subpar journey into imagination, but when you go into that particular attraction, there is a dedication wall of scientists in this Disney universe. Wayne Zielinski is one of them. The doctor from, from Flubber, Robin Williams character is another one of them. And then the do- uh, the doctor, the Dreamfinder, uh, Dreamfinder from Journey into Imagination is the other one. They're all on this wall as scientists who have contributed to you know the greater good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just think it's really fun to think of those three characters, those three worlds, living in a shared universe. You know? Yeah, he's got an office, I believe, in there too. So it's it's got the plaque, and then one of the offices that you pass by. Yep is labeled Dr. Uh, Wayne Zielinski. Yeah. And I remember seeing that show and, and I'm terrified of snakes. And so that one part where the snake came out, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I never had a chance to see it. I never saw the, the honey, I shrunk the audience. They, by the time, 
by the time we went in 2010, I believe it had already been pulled out. It's exactly what your normal 3D show is, which it's stuff coming at you. It's, oh, oh no, um, here comes a big snake. Oh no, here comes a something that's going to squirt water on you. But it was a fun show. Like it, it was, it was fun. And, and Rick Moranis actually played him in that. So yeah, I, um, I heard, I heard he was in that. I heard um, Nick, uh, the actor comes back and plays him. Uh, I heard even Adam from honey. I blew up the, the, uh, the kid uh, makes an appearance in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. It was, it, it, it was a really cool show. Um, and, and, yeah, I think for my age, I don't think we really we were on the tail end of the "Honey, I Shrunk the Insert Word Here" uh, uh, fandom because I remember I don't remember what movie it was, but it was in the time of VHS, and there were of course you know the five to ten minutes of previews beforehand, and I remember there was a movie that I had that was advertising for "Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves." Uh huh. And so, so when I, and that was like, I think 1997. So I would have been like seven years old. When that, yep. Yeah. So I would have been seven years old when that came out. So yeah, I came, I came in on the tail end of that. So really me and my friend base, we, no one was like, Hey, we're having a movie night. We're watching honey. I shrunk the honey. I shrunk the kids. You know, we were in the age where we were watching beauty and the beast and lion King and, and, and Hercules. And, and so when we had movie nights and things like that, that's what we were watching. Well, and, and the thing about it is, honey, I, honey, we shrunk ourselves is by far the, the, the subpar of all three of the sequels. So again, when you talk about franchises, you have honey, I, honey, I shrunk the kids, honey, I blew up the kid, honey, we shrunk ourselves. There's the 3D show and then there's the TV series. So there's really five different versions or five different incarnations of this franchise. Of all of them, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is clearly the best. I will say Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, though, is actually a really good movie. It's, it's actually a really fun movie. It, 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 it brings back most of the original. It doesn't bring back the, the, the Thompsons, but it brings back Rick Moranis. It brings back the, uh, um, the, the wife. It brings back Amy O'Neill, who plays Amy. It brings back um, the, the, the actor who plays Nick. And, of course, you get Adam as the two-year-old kid who gets blown up. It's almost like um, if you ever seen the movie Baby's Day Out, it's like Baby's Day Out meets Godzilla. Like because time out, time out, time out. what is Baby's Day Out? I've never heard of this movie. You have never heard of Baby's Day Out. Okay, so it's not no. a Disney. I don't think it's a Disney movie. Uh, Baby's Day Out is about a kid, uh, a, a baby whose parents are very very rich, and uh, his nanny takes care of him or is. is au pair i guess what i don't know what she is but she takes care of him but there's a group of three kidnappers who are trying to kidnap this baby to extort money and this baby keeps thwarting everything they do and he ends up getting out of the house and basically goes throughout the day reliving all these moments in this book that gets read to him every night and he goes out to the city and i mean seriously you need to watch this movie it's called baby's day out it's i saw it in theaters when i was probably 14 years old it is such a good movie but baby bink was born so when the big city called baby bink had to answer 20th century fox invites you to see the world through the eyes of a child now he's off on an adventure so that's kind of what honey i blew up the kid is it's it's 
Adam gets out. He keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because they're near Las Vegas and electromagnetic lights or whatever make him bigger, bigger, and bigger. He gets so big that he's bigger than skyscrapers. And it's 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 a really <laughs> it's really an interesting movie. Of the of everything, obviously, Honey I Shrunk the Kids is the best of the of the bunch, but this is the second bunch. The third, Honey, we uh, shrunk ourselves. The only returning character, only returning actor in that one is Rick Moranis. Everyone Which else is probably is important. Well, yeah, but like none of the none of the kids, you know, the kids are off to college at that point. Even the wife is not the same. Um, his brother gets introduced, which uh, so it's 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 a eh, movie. Stra- strangely, the TV series was actually really good. Interesting. I know it's hard. You know, a lot of times when you have TV series based on movies, it's like, eh, no, this mm-hmm. one. This was actually pretty good. I I remember coming home in high school and watching the TV series after school, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it, 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 they they focused less on less on the shrinking machine and more on like the different inventions that Wayne had created. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. I'd have to look, but yeah, you have to check that out. Yeah, definitely. This is again. I, I'll, I'll say it again. This is a universe that just I didn't realize existed. And when you start to dig up all this stuff on it, you go, wow, Disney really like put a lot of eggs into this basket for a long time. Yeah, they did. I mean, in fact, they're, it's not done. They're doing some reboots They're they're doing a, what are they calling it right now? It's a legacy sequel or a legacy reboot. So apparently they're going to reboot it. Nick is fully grown. And he, it's all about him being a scientist now, played by the wonderful Josh Gad. And okay. Rick Moranis is coming out of his retirement to be part of it. Interesting. So I, they're not done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I do feel like it is something that very much could be revived because ultimately this movie, if you haven't seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or you haven't seen it in a long time, or your kids haven't seen it, definitely watch it with them. Like this is just a good old fashioned family fun movie. And like Casey said earlier, you'll get to explain to your kids how, yeah, I couldn't just go anywhere with my phone. I was attached to like wherever the, how long the cord was, how long I could go. Mm. And um, this is like, was a really popular looking clock. And they, they did, we, we didn't have cell phones and all these fancy fangled things. Uh, but it just like it, it was just a good, clean fun that uh, it's got some lighthearted moments, some suspense, some feel good moments, some great practical effects, mm-hmm. and and just I just enjoy all around enjoyable movie. Yeah, and it's and again, it's not a it's not a very long movie. It's I think clocks in at about an hour and forty minutes or so. I don't think uh, even that. I think it's an hour and a half. Maybe an hour and a half. And I think if you skip by uh the opening credits, which are a little awkward, they're kind of like greasish. Remember the movie Grease with the opening credits with the with the cartoon? Um, I was thinking of, it felt like schoolhouse rock. Yeah, I mean it pretty much it pretty much was. I, I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I mean I I, I if I'm not mistaken this one came out right after, I think this one came out right right during the same time period as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the very first movie I ever saw in theaters. I think this was the second one. 
because it's the same year, same year, 1999. Maybe this was the first one. And then I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit because I did a little bit of research. The short, the Roger Rabbit short that appears in Who Framed Roger Rabbit was shown at the front of this. Ooh. So, you know, whether that was before or after, I don't know. And they might have been out around the same time. So maybe I, you know, who knows. But I remember seeing this in theaters. I remember going to see this in theaters with my mom. And I don't think, I don't think my brother had seen it. My brother would only have been four at that point. So he probably didn't go. But my mom, my aunt. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just, it's a feel good movie. It's short. It's fun. You laugh. There's no swearing in it at all. Like that, even for Disney, that's that's rare for live action movie. I don't even think you hear any cuss word in this whatsoever. Not no, it's, it's very clean. Yeah, you don't have to worry about showing it to your kid. And really, the intense parts are not scary. Like no. I guess the part where the scorpion attacks them would be the scariest. Yeah. But but even that, I didn't feel like was over the top scary. Cause that was often the thing when I was a kid was I couldn't see movies because my imagination was so big. If yeah. anything was a little bit scary, yeah. I, I, it was, it was bad for me. Whereas this didn't, didn't have any of that. That I was like, Oh man, this would have freaked me out as a kid. I will say when auntie dies, it's sad. So yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've already watched the movie, but yeah, when, when auntie dies, it's, it's sad. And you know, you never think you'd grow attached to an ant like that, but, um, but yeah, well, any parts of the movie that didn't work well for you at all? The movie resolves rather quickly without really much development of how we got there. Like, the Thompson dad is clearly kind of your antagonist, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Not really a true villain, but the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. And he goes from Zelensky, you're 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 a, a hack and a terrible and a terrible neighbor, to like, yeah, we're we're cool. Our families can hang out. And and I, I like I get how they got there, kinda, but not really. But I, but ultimately, that's one of those. That's all movies from that time yeah. frame. They all just kind of resolve really quickly. We didn't really start wanting in our movies these like airtight plots until the internet became a thing and we could like point out all the uh excuse me there's some inconsistencies in this kids movie um all the guys all the guys in their parents basement who have nothing better to do right (laughs) (laughs) as i sit here in my basement Um, right well it's not your parents basement it's your basement that that is true there is a difference you are paying the mortgage on that house you're not in your parents basement so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> true what about you any any parts that just didn't quite hit it for you no i i i think again the whole the whole movie works well i, I do love the scene when when amy goes up to to ronnie and says truce and he says okay and then she just shakes his hand with that mud and starts going hmm, 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 hmm. i just i just love the like the the bitterness and the just the you know like i'm getting back at you for being a pain in my butt uh i just <laughs> thought that was that was really well done in fact every time i hear that song i think of um uh sam the eagle from the muppets and it makes me think of you so oh, <laughs> yes yes we, uh, uh, Sandy, uh, yeah. don't give me. I, I need to not get started. This is not we're the gonna, episode of. Sandy we're gonna Eagle. have to. Uh, we're gonna have to uh, plan a a Muppets Now um, uh, episode here soon when that movie comes when that show comes out. So one hundred percent. That's on <laughs> things to do.
You are all weirdos. Ugh. So, Casey, anything else from you? I have I have one quick thing that's uh, that is not related to this. Uh, no, I'm good. I think for at least this portion of the episode, it's a little bit smaller, which is kind of fitting for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But yeah, what do you got? So my mom just listened to the best shows in the park episode. Mm-hmm. And I was over at her house today and she said, you know, you were in a Disney parade. And I went, wait, what? She's uh-huh. like, yeah, when we went to Disney World in... It was the first time we went as a family, so I was like four and a half. I got pulled into like some dance number in the middle of a parade. They just like grabbed me and put me in this line, and I did a little dance for a portion of the parade. Oh, please tell me there's video of this somewhere. There is not a there is a oh, picture. Not a video. Well, I, we better get that picture up in the group. Is all I have to say. I have it. I will post it. I have no recollection of this. I do not remember this at all. Um, I, I I have no memory of this, but I, I but wow. there is a picture of me in, in like this conga line type thing hanging out of this kid's <laughs> shirt in front of me. So how old were you? I was four and a half. Oh yeah, so I guess yeah. You probably wonder. I mean, four maybe your memories a little bit, but yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So you were in a parade. What time was the parade? Was it a three o'clock parade? It was a three o'clock parade. I mean, by, right. by the looks of it, it was a three o'clock parade. Um, so yeah, my mom, my mom helps reveal like all the blind Disney knowledge that I have where she's like, you know, you did this. And I'm like, wait, what? I absolutely love your mom, by the way. I love how much she interacts in the Facebook group. So hi, Matt's mom. We love you so much. Thank you. We love you, mom. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, at least your mom listens. My mom, I've been trying to get her to listen, but I can't. she can't figure out how to get the podcast on her phone. So the next time I get over to the house when COVID's all over with, I'm going to show her how to get the podcast on her new iPhone so she can start to listen to the podcast. So. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. All right. It's closing time. How do they get a hold of us, Matt? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can join up on our Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. That's a fun group. We have a great time on that group. You'll, I'll believe me, I will share my wonderful picture in my orange tank top in the parade. Uh, <laughs> um, Twitter and Instagram, Beers Ears 1928. Don't worry, I will share that picture there as well. Um, and as always, rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. We really appreciate those of you who have done that. And uh, new episodes out every Tuesday and Friday. All right, everybody. Uh, let's raise our glasses up. This one has been on us. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye. We'll see you later.